This is the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast, a podcast for creatives, for those who are beginning to be creative or those who have built a business around their creativity. Here, we allow creatives to tell their story about how they got to where they are today, and we give some tips on how to make your creative business better than it was yesterday. Hello, everybody. Did you know that you could support the Pencils and Lipstick podcasts and help it keep going into 2021 and beyond? We are over at patreon.com forward slash pencils underscore lipstick. You can find three different levels over there in which you can help keep the show going. Part of the structure of Patreon is that anyone who helps the creative keep going in their creativity get sort of these extra bonuses, these sort of thank yous for being a supporter of that artist or show or whatever it is. I have three different levels over on Patreon for the Pencils and Lipstick podcast. And going into 2021, I decided that I was going to take some time to go back and talk to some of the creatives that came on the show last year and get a little bit deeper about how they survived 2020, what their thoughts were, what they think 2021 will be like, and how they think art contributes to all of this stuff that's going on. So those conversations will not be coming out on the podcast, but they are going to be on Patreon um, behind the tiered walls over there. They are going to be trickling out fairly soon, like Next week, I'll start dropping the first ones. If you want to get to know the creatives a little bit more and hear a little bit more about their story and how they have handled what's going on in the world, head on over to patreon.com forward slash pencils underscore lipstick and sign up today to help keep the show going. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Pencils and Lipstick Podcast. Today, I am talking with Cash. Hello, Cash. How are you doing today? Hey, what is going (laughs) on? Well, you know what? I couldn't be happier because the sun's shining and I get to enjoy my friendships and my family and uh, look forward to today. So I'm glad to be here. Yes, I'm so happy to be talking to you. I have found in 2020 that I keep finding people in a mysterious ways over the internet. I am in love with the internet right now because it keeps connecting me with people like you. Um, So you are a musician, an artist. Would you call yourself a hip hop artist, I guess? You know what? I, I call myself a rap artist or a, you know, it's whatever. I mean, really. That's where it all started. But uh, yeah, so rapper or artist, I don't care. Either one. You're creative. You make yeah. music. It's Switch music. it up today. Call myself something different tomorrow. Just don't so, call me late for dinner. <laughs> when everything's gone, call you yeah. early. <laughs> so you have an album out called Kodak Purple. Um, and I was listening to it the other day. And it's quite the interesting album. Okay. So I wanted I want to talk to you a little bit about how you got there, how you got to be to be a rapper. And we've okay. talked a little bit already, so I'm excited for my audience to hear. I think especially because there was a bit of a turn in your life. Yeah. And it kind of shows that it doesn't matter what your age, 
whatever you're created to do will come back yep. around and, and you get to do it <laughs> if you just set your mind to it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. So cash. Hi, everyone. They call me cash because everything is money. No, it's money when it comes to Jesus. So for those of you who may not know, cash actually stands for, and I used a K because they wouldn't let me market it with a C, mm. but I had to use a K. So it's cash with a K and it stands for chasing after Seder's honor. Mm. And so you asked about that turning point in my life and well, how did cash just start? Cause I what my mom didn't name me that. So, but how did that start? And, you know, it comes at a turning point in my life where sometimes it's like that old cliche saying in order to gain your future, you got to lose it all right. Mm -hmm. In order yeah. to gain something, you got to lose it. And so it all kind of started. I became a rapper when I got fired and, kicked out of the church. You know, I was a, a neglected one. And uh, it, it came over some arguments about my character. Okay. And so at that point, I lost everything, uh, with the exception of my wife, my kids and some close family around me. And I think that night when I got fired, it was almost like a lot of people know who Eminem is. Okay. Maybe NF, the kind of the, the, the switch flipper. And at that point, I think in the back of my spiritual mind, I got so fed up with who I was and the life that I could have been living versus the life I was living. And I came to a realization that the organizational church was killing me from the inside out. And at that time, I didn't realize it, but I was actually being set free from being bound by the legalism and the everything in the church. And so I flipped that switch. I said, you know what? I got to kill the old man off because that's what scripture says to do. And so I killed off Brian. Brian, right? I killed off Brian. <laughs> and uh, we went with we went with Cash Memphis. So your boy Cash Memphis in the house um, lost it all. And for the past two years, I've been working not to get it back, but to discover the newness that God has within my heart and within my life. And and I'm I'm okay with living like that. How long did it take for you to process that part? You get fired your character and integrity is brought into question and and there's good reason for that too so you know for your viewers let me set the stage a little bit for you and tell you that i served almost 15 years in the military i broke my back jumping out of airplanes so i walk with you know a little limp but it looks makes it look like i'm really cool <laughs> you know so without the limp i wouldn't be so cool now so I broke my back jumping out of airplanes and in the process of coming out of the military, I ended up becoming a drug addict. I ended up being addicted to oxycodone because that's what the military was feeding down our throats. Yeah. And in that process, I didn't, I didn't know that it had a hold on me until it was too late. Right. And so I go from being medically retired to being a drug addict and trying to hold everything together and losing, still losing everything. And 
you know, as far as the body's concerned, I'm no longer in the military. And then, you know, it's like at this point I'm doing drugs and I'm in Christian college. And I'm trying to become a pastor. So did you really think of it as doing drugs or did you think of it as as managing your pain? I felt it was managing my pain. But I realized coming out of the military that I couldn't survive without it. So I knew I had a problem. Uh, okay. Okay. And at that point, you're 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 bodily addicted. It's like Satan's got you, you know, he's got it. You're in the chokehold, man. What does it take so, to get out of oxycodone? Is it? It takes, it takes here. You, let me explain it in layman's terms. Not like in a one plus one equals four, but here's what it takes. It takes almost letting your wife die while she's in the shower mm. from an allergic reaction to eating peanut butter while you're high off about 300 milligrams of oxycodone. And then in the process of trying to keep it together, you almost allow her to die, but you, you barely get it together. And then two nights later, one of the kids that you guys had planned on having that was a miscarriage uh. appears to you through God's vision. It, it, it doesn't necessarily make you put it down right away, but it's something that wrecks your life. Yeah. And, it, and it's something that, leaves you scarred in multiple ways right so and sadly enough to say i didn't put it i didn't put it down exactly then either right well i mean we're humans so putting it down whatever it is right away right so but that starts the journey absolutely to the desire right and so now i'm in this journey where i've come from brokenness yeah in in my body and now my mental state my what dependency states being charged. And then as I get through that, then I feel like I'm in a place where I can help people. I've become a pastor mm. moving forward. And the church started killing me worse than that stuff did. Jeez. There's a, there is a systemic problem in our church of allowing the enemy to come sit at the table mm. and I sometimes believe I'm not saying the church as people, but the organization is is very close to shy of being hijacked. Yeah. And I know we'll get into that later, but that led me to say, I'm tired of who I've been. Okay. I'm tired of this. I've served the church for the last six years. And now you want to go spread rumors Mm. because you don't like how the church is growing. You want to spread rumors that I'm a drug addict and that I beat my kids because I have to disclose that becoming a pastor. Yeah. I have to disclose that I had PTSD. I had to disclose. And when they felt that they didn't like me, they used it against me because in the state of Pennsylvania, you can fire anybody without cause. Right. And so therefore the Supreme court has a law that says no church can be sued for discrimination. Oh, really? Yeah, you can't. The Supreme Court, no court will even look at it. Won't even make it in front of a judge. And they get away with it. Wow. So they treat people like trash, dispose of them when they're done with them. And that's how I felt. Right. And so at that point, I said, you know what? I got to kill Brian because Brian, I hate him. 
I don't like him. He's got me to this point. And where am I? Back to square one. And I say, you know what? I felt like God was saying, if you're tired of who you're being, go be somebody else. Didn't Saul go to Paul? Right. We can see it biblically. So that that evening. That same evening. That same evening that I got fired. And I still remember it. It's like today. These are the things that change you. And if if I can tell you this with a straight face without getting right. emotional, I I would actually question that. Because when you describe your journey to someone, are you going to trust someone you wouldn't believe? And that journey has marked me so deep that that day I physically walked away from the organizational church. I don't need the organizational church to be cash and to proclaim God's name and his son, Jesus. So I'm like a rebel with the cause now. So I'm just like, you know, for all I felt at that point for every person who had felt like a misfit, who had felt rejected by the church, who had felt neglected by the church. It was like, I'm doing this for them. I am so sick and tired of the least of these getting kicked out of the places of worship. I'm so sick and tired of the people who actually need help not getting it. Right. And and that ripped my heart open. Yeah, I think that's one of a lot of people's complaints with the, the institution that it is, that we don't get the help that we need. There isn't a whole lot of counseling or, you know, psychological help, but addiction help, healing, just emotional healing. I think the church has always assumed that you would do that on your own with Jesus, but, and obviously that can happen, right. but we're humans. We were created to commune with each other and to lift each other up and to be encouraged by each other when we're having a hard time. And I think that's where it comes in. And we're like, a lot of people see the institution as hypocritical because, well, you know, can't you overcome addiction and still serve? Right. Well, you know, and that that just that just reaffirms in my heart that, you know, I mean, for me, I'm 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 a whole different breed. I understand that. I say this to everybody around me because, you know, it's like in my place, you don't have many mm -hmm. friends. You know, if you're authentic, yeah. I'm going to challenge you to say, hey, if you're a creative and you don't have many friends, trust me, there are many of us like you and we're we're like exotic animals. People want, they want to see what we do and they want to be a part of what they do, but they don't want to go through the hell we've been through True. to get there. Do you think that the, the church kept you from pursuing your creative side? I think you were really. Absolutely. Isn't that amazing? Absolutely. Shame? Not only did they keep me from pursuing it, but they took advantages of the gifts that I had to offer without pushing me mm, further. Yeah. And demeaning my gift. Yeah. And then that was, and, and that was now face this, this was after I had walked away from the church and I'm thinking maybe I should soften my stance a little bit, get my family back into an environment where they can be of some serious solitude and sit there and, and just, I'm not happy with what I see in the church. Maybe I have too high of a standard. 
But the whole point of the biblical standard is that we'll mm-hmm. never meet it. If we're going to keep this biblical standard, someone says, well, what's the difference in trying to keep it if you know you're not already going to meet it? Because it's going to make my father proud. One, I'm going to do all I can. I'm going to fight like a dog in war to make sure that those who are spiritually dying are going to come across the line. So does it take me losing everything for that to happen? I'm cool with it. Let's take 100,000 to heaven. If that's what that was for, let's go. If that was whatever it was for, I'm okay with it now. But now I've learned in the process that, one, I know who I can rely on immediately. I know who's authentic in my life. It's cleared out all the people who were just hanging around. And now I've been actually able to focus on who I am and not just pretend to be something that people want me to be. I can just go be. And if I want to paint tomorrow morning, I can paint tomorrow morning when the spirit calls me. And I didn't realize when the journey started that my prayer would be answered a year exactly from the time that God said something to me. And I was like, they always say, write your prayers down. And I'm like, God, if I lose it all and they say you give back tenfold, this is what I'm asking for, bro. Put it on the table. Now, he's only answered one of them out of everything I wrote in there. But it was cause enough for me to take that entire yeah. book serious. And the, and and the prayer in there was, Father, I'll do anything you want me to do. Just as long as you allow me to do what I love doing, you ask me to do it, I'll be there. I work for you and nobody else. People won't tell me what to do because I'm going to make sure I set the standard. I'm going to make sure I do it right. And I'm going to elevate the people who are authentic, who are the real, should be the real speaking voice of the church, because we're just, we're selling the church like we're selling off American real estate. Yeah, I think we see that in, uh, in social media. So I didn't mean to sidetrack. I'm a that that night that you getting kicked out of the church, it seems to me like that night you knew that you weren't leaving behind God, your belief, your faith. So even though God was okay. all I had at that point, but I think that's interesting. So it was it was more like falling okay. into Him and falling out of that. Okay, so because I mean at that point I had a lot of struggle. And and I'd be lying if I, I if I didn't say it led to me relapsing. It nearly ruined my even my life from a context mm-hmm. of dying. So you're you're still having really human reactions to. I mean, I can't imagine how angry I would be, honestly. And you go back and forth. You're like, well, what do I do? I've lost it all. Yeah. How can I continue? Yeah. How do you fall into God? What do you, what did you mean this for? Yeah, that's, you know, I mean, because it's kind of hard to see that this has anything good in it. It's hard to see that this has any purpose. And it's right now, let's be real. 
and you know, it's like, I'm, I'm angry with God. And I'm like, right now it's really hard to see yeah. you even love me. Yeah. We live in a, in a society where you need a job, you need money, you need a house, you have kids, you have a wife. Absolutely. What am I supposed to do? How are you supposed to just start all over? How are you supposed to go down an entirely right. different path? Because both degrees I have were in church and religious institution. So how is another church going to hire me knowing another yeah. church fired me? So, you know, we lost it all. I lost my career. And and I felt like God had to close yeah, that completely. Shut, though. I had like- to lose it all. Because at that point, I'm still saying the same church words that everybody says. It's like, yes and amen. And I hate church words now. And it's like, yo, people don't want to hear you be like, amen. Right? And I'm just like, yo, that, for me, that's what's good. That's what's palatable. People don't want to hear amen and see nothing change. And the only way you get anywhere by changing stuff is by loving people, looking them directly in the in the eye and saying things like, I love you and I'm sorry I got us here or I'm sorry we ended up here. But I just need yeah. you to stick with. So you had to do that with your family. Like we're here. But how did they feel when you said, I am going to go down the path of what God created me to do going all the way back to music? Did they know that you had an interest in music? Have you always? Well, true story. I used to write in contemporary Christian music. Okay. So it wasn't a full surprise. No, it wasn't a full surprise. Um, I grew up listening to hip hop and many of the close sources around me. I, I just really felt discouraged. Like I always felt like you can't rap. You're white. You're in a city. You're, you know, I mean, look at me now. It's like. I think there was, was it you that told me the other day that said, I, I thought did. you were a rocker. Yeah, well, you, okay. So for the audience, you, know? you have like four inches of beard. <laughs> and I Last week so I you, had you seven of this. So I cut three So off. honestly, when you said music, I was like, <laughs> must be rock. Of course, you did mention that you, you love the city of Memphis. So I was like, well, maybe it's like, I couldn't really peg you for country though. Memphis is the all-time favorite. Like Nashville is Mecca for me kind of thing. It's like that's the whole you get in the woods, you can go and I mean you go up to Smoky Mountains. That's just my day. favorite place. It's it's a place where you like so like maybe one time I maybe I should go maybe, up there and record my next album. Be inspired. So all right. So I I thought that yeah. you would be a rocker. So when you sent me your link I was very, I was pleasantly surprised. I am not very, like, I don't know too much about hip hop or rap. I studied classical ballet and modern. So that's sort of my background. (laughs) And then, you know, grew up in the nineties. My rebel years were, were underground punk, but it was really like, it's a really great album. So how you were, I mean, I can't imagine that you're writing rap for contemporary Christian. When you were there? Oh, no, no. So it's, it's, it really took all of that to get me out. I mean, you actually, you blew that box up. I just got to do something completely, completely different. And it was like, I felt like I was sitting there um, in front of my mom when I was 10 years old again. And I was like, hey, mom, I'm going to go be a professional rapper. (laughs) You know, it's like, you're like, 
And then she's like, you're 30 something years old. I won't give my age away. Uh, she's like, come on, you know? And so, I mean, I say that to say that, I mean, she's like, mm-hmm. she says yeah. it out of love. But for me, you know, it's, you know, when you're sitting there, you feel like you're 10 years old. I'm not just saying my mom or you sit there and you say, well, hey, here's the plan, right? So me and my wife, we put this plan together and we were both going to mm-hmm. just, we call it living our dreams. And so I had this context of contemporary Christian and it was just like, you know, I just felt like at that point, contemporary didn't want me. The church didn't want me. No one wanted me at this point. So I'm like, bro, just go do whatever. And I, you know, Mm -hmm. just, I think because I was angry, rap was just aggressive. And I'm like, it really did a a, a number for me to let loose. I could say everything I but wanted. But isn't it interesting not how it about. brought you, even your well, emotions brought you to like maybe a place that you wouldn't have come to if you hadn't been angry, if that, if everything hadn't been slammed in your face, you know, because can you imagine yourself still being in the right. bathroom being like, by the way, guys, I'm going to try my hand at rapping, <laughs> you know, I mean, it keeps us right. If we're comfortable, we stay comfortable. We don't get out of the box. It looks like God wanted you to be real uncomfortable and for a whole different purpose. I can tell you right now, I don't even know how I'm still sitting here doing this because I mean, I get halfway through the first song, you throw it away. You want to give up, you come back, you know, and you're like, and I kid you not, it was a, it was a tough learning process. You can go listen to easy living and, you know, you listen through those and you can see the growth. You can see that. And I think it's just those kind of times, whether talking professionally about, you know, or you talk about living your dreams, launching your dreams. I really do believe you've got to go and get sick and tired of who you've become so bad that you just, you know, I used to be because of the military OCD to the point where it's like, I've got to have my shirt tucked in and, you know, I've got to, and now I can't, I, I'll never wear a tie again in my life unless you. Jesus asked me. Or it's You're like a beanie in a, in a hoodie right now. I right? Can't you. <laughs> so anywhere I go, it's like, I've just promised myself that like, it's nothing against anybody else. And if it's like really special, I'll dress up for it. But I'm not pretending for anybody anymore. So if I show up in a hoodie and a blazer, that's how that's I'm how feeling. That's how I'm showing up. So as you get to this point where you are sitting down with your wife and you're talking about living at your dreams and you say, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to pursue this. Like, as you said, you were in your thirties and I, I've talked to a couple of people, myself included, like you get to a point sometimes. Um, I mean, you kind of got forced there and sometimes we, we find it in other ways where you kind of have to realize I better start now. I better try it because when I hit 80, I might regret not trying it, but it's, it's not easy. There's a lot of learning involved and you feel old sometimes when you're like, what, what am I doing? Right. So how did you continue going when you think, okay, I'm, I'm just going to, I mean, it's easy to say those words. It's not so easy to like actually right. set your pen to paper and write the songs and record and. I mean, that's a lot of stuff. I think for me, a lot of my 
my process has been when I've wanted to give up, I've said, God, I need you to intervene and show me something. Right. And so, for instance, let's rewind back a little bit from now and let's go back, back to November 1st when I released Kodak Purple. Okay. So you go back to then and Mm. that was me living a dream. Right. And so overall, I'm looking at that and I'm looking at the process that it takes to get there. And so it's like, I'm having this fight of getting it done. And, you know, it's like, why am I so nervous? There's no one standing and I can I could be as idiotic as I want yet I'm standing here in front of a non-living mm-hmm. microphone and I'm embarrassed right or I'm like you can't sing that and I, I get this voice inside my head that I'm fighting not like crazy voice I'm just saying it's just like for some reason yeah. keep telling yourself I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it and so that fight is, is like, I believe really aligned spiritually for me in going through the ceiling of that breakthrough or saying, well, you know what? The reason maybe why you want to give yeah. up is because now yeah. it's getting hard. But what do we do when things get hard? Right. We don't, we don't like hard things. Right. And so I choose to live in a place of the hard place. One. But, you know, it's it's things like you and I sitting here. These many, you know, right. these these several several months later. Right. So and then rewind, rewind just a little bit more. Right. Right before I started. Rec- or no, let's go forward a little bit right after I recorded it and finished recording it. And it was out of my hands. I'm like, what do you. OK, God, here you go. It's at the altar. And a friend of mine from the military calls me and says, hey, you know, what is this thing you're doing now? We're talking about my business, Missiology. And so that has my music under it with a bunch of other things. Right. So creative coaching author, the the crazy, you know, inside his head guy, you know, got to paint. And so I'm like, well, I'm doing creative coaching and I'm doing this, you know, And he says, well, would you mind going back on your military experience when we serve together? Now, mind you, in the back of my head, I'm thinking this guy absolutely hates me before he calls me. And I'm like, we haven't talked in years, maybe by text once or twice. And he says, would you he's like, I don't know. You know, he's like, you're the best chaplain assistant that's ever worked for me. And would you teach my whole brigade full of chaplains and chaplain assistants on how to deploy? Okay. And he's like, we'll do it in about two weeks. And I need about a two and a half hour block of time. That's a lot to cram in two and a half hours. Right. So now, now I'm training the U S military and I haven't even launched my business. Okay. So now I'm consulting them and I'm like, He's like, so what he just he basically asked me, he's like, so what do you charge to coach somebody? And I I told him and he comes back and he's like, "Okay, so I'll pay you this. And I'm like, "Okay, all right. And so then he calls me back less than 24 hours later and he says, 
man, I'm sorry, but your two weeks turned into 24 hours. I need you to do it tomorrow. I'm like, no sweat, Steve. I got you. So I just finished recording this album and I'm like, I, I have this prayer in this book. I've spent 40 days fasting inside a 10 by 10 shed built by an Amish while I'm recording this album. And my last seven days of my fast is, is a complete fast. And God's like, hey, I know I had you doing 33 days of working and grinding it out. But now you have to do absolutely nothing. While fasting? I mean, it's easy to... Oh, okay, no, that's no. easy. That's easy, right? <laughs> nah. Especially after you just come off of running a dead sprint. And so I'm like, okay, I'll take time off. And if you have something for me, I'll take that and only that. So went off of all social medias and I'm just spending time with him, family, and... This chaplain calls me and he tells me all of this. And when I'm done the training, remember that little prayer book I was telling you about that I wrote that one prayer in there. Okay. So, so comes back around in a circle exactly, exactly a year from the time I wrote that prayer in that prayer book. And the prayer I wrote was God, I'll give you everything I got. I'll give you my finances. I'll give you, I will give you my very soul if that's what you require at this point. Mm-hmm. Just, just as long as I got you and I can work for you and, and be me because right. I'm tired of being this guy. And he sends the check over. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm, I'm not going to call it until, you know, he sends the check over and then I'll praise God. And he's like, hey, wanted you to check your email. My commander wanted me to put together a memo that he could sign for you for training our unit. And military speaks in very direct terms when they do letters for people and memos. One of my favorite numbers is five. You know, just, you know, my birthday's on five, five. So five's just kind of my, my number. And, um, and so on this memo, there was five bullet points, four of them really, I mean, they were good and they, they meant something, but in contrast to the other one, they meant nothing. And this is why I tell you this, because you have to understand that the other bullet points said this, and this doesn't get said on military Mm -hmm. memos anywhere ever in the world, not even in the Pentagon, nothing. And they said, we recommend Brian Havens, my real name, or Cash Memphis, we recommend him to do anything he wants. Signed, Colonel. And at that point, I mean, I'm on my knees and I am laid out. Anything I want to do. And I'm like, just, okay, a year. To the date. That's amazing. From that point on, I said, man, start taking my dreams a whole lot more serious. Our God is a real God who loves us in a real way. And he wants us to do real things for a real kingdom that exists. Yeah, and he's willing to remind us in little ways that make, that just hit us. 
There you got me but using church words word. like amen. I mean, we might we might have taken it out of context a few times. You amen. Know, institutions might 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 take things away, but in oh, the end, okay. it's primarily a God word, right? So what's interesting is like when you yeah. really set forth on your dreams, and I love to tell people like if you're created to do something. I mean, we are creative beings. I really believe that everyone has a creativity if they would look for it. A lot of times it goes back to what we liked as kids. You know, when we are innocent, when we aren't judging ourselves or the people around us, just like, what did we like to do? What did we feel attracted to doing? And you're created to do that. And when you start doing it, you are really happy when you're doing it. But that doesn't mean that it's not hard. It doesn't mean that you you don't need moments where you're like, I need an encouragement. Well, yeah. But if you look for those encouragements like you did, if you're open to finding those encouragements and you keep going, you know, and then you, you, it, and it doesn't matter what age you are. You know, like uh, this is what I love. Like it's our society's so about the twenty year old, I, but we know more now. Right. I think what I would like the creators in our world. I think what I would teach, like, not that I have anything to teach, but what I would tell them is, is. is being through not only this process personally as a person, as a Christian, as a struggle to one, do I give up or do I go forward? Right. Yeah. You know, we come to a point in our lives where we make those decisions or we're forced with that. We have to choose. Am I going to choose love when I don't feel like it? Because there Mm -hmm. are people around me that depend on me. Not just my family, but if I don't live my dream, right. then those people, they may not have a dream. Right. And so when I look at those and the advice, I guess I would give is when you learn to embrace your pain. I think you find the full, the full picture, the full yeah. understanding of who you are as a creator. What we want to do naturally as people is take all of the good and yeah. disregard the bad. Yeah, and it's not very But that's authentic. how we get comfortable, right? We get comfortable because we right, you you know, I'm for the most part I try and be my authentic self beyond any walls or or of that which, you know, I don't believe scripture tells us you have to walk left right left you can put your right <laughs> foot in front of your left, regardless of what the military says. Right. But, mm-hmm. you know, it's regarded as a way of life because you can read this book that has words of life. Right. But if they don't sink in, it doesn't change anything. And that requires addressing mm-hmm. the stuff that we absolutely hate about ourselves. And when we face that, I mean, not only do you understand, who you are on both sides, yeah. but you know who you want to be and who you don't want to be. Yeah. There's a lot of processing that goes through that. It takes time, but if you create while you're doing it, you won't ever have to right. go through the right. mud. That kind of goes into something that I'm, I'm curious about 2021 after our 2020, you know, that crazy year. 
Um, a lot of people want to forget about 2020, but I, I really want us as creatives to look a little bit deeper at ourselves and at what, what our role is in the world. And I think that as creatives, well, in this day and age of social media and all that, we want humanly, everyone wants to be accepted and we want to be influencers and we want to be famous and we want to be, you know, have a following and all this. And a lot of times that will get us into a rut of creating things, not out of who we are, not out of what we want to create, what we were created to create, but what we think other people want to see. Right or what will help them feel good or help people feel better. And a lot of times, like you're saying, like not only do we need to process who we are and even sort of really look hard at what we don't like about ourselves. We can't change anything unless we acknowledge what we, what we have that we don't like, but society can't change anything, you know? Right. And as creatives, go ahead. Right. If you're the last person on earth, right, and you're the only one that has, let's say, this little piece of hope, you know, without a Bible, without, you just have this little Mm -hmm. sliver of hope, you know, it's like, where do you start, right? And I say that to say that, well, let's let's look at the entire uh, COVID thing, right? Let's say let's go back and say through that you know leading into 2021 because we have to yeah. assess 2020 to say well what's 2021 going to look like is it going to look any better is it going to look worse okay and when i when i look at that one of the things i would tell people going into 2021 the only way you're ever going to be happy is if you live to please, they would say it in this terms, and I don't want to take it out of context and I don't want to bend it, but it's to say, you're going to have to succeed on your own terms, right? Meaning um, you might be the, the version of Jesus that people ever see. So what does that mean? I like to tell a lot of people, if you haven't been figuring out who you are during COVID, and you haven't been investing yourself into whatever it is you're going to do, meaning mm-hmm. if you've been sitting down, you've been watching TV for the last nine months, then the only thing that you've gained in that entire yeah. time is fear that the world's going to end. We already know it's going to end. Okay, surprise. Okay, let's move forward and say, all right, mm-hmm. now, are you doing it for instant gratification? Are you doing it for the the spoils that will come with okay. it because if that's the case yeah. you're not an artist you're someone who works for the dollar but now would you do yeah. it and still not get paid right a lot of people don't know this that mm-hmm. we when we lost everything we we still don't own our own home you know what i mean and yeah maybe that's by god's design but we're still building. I just mean to say that there's, you know, if you start creating for him or creating for yourself, whoever that might be, you're mm-hmm. going to be a lot happier with yourself. You're going to have a clear vision. You're going to have a clearer mind. 
And when you turn back two weeks later and three weeks later, whether it's two years later, you look back and you say, man, did I really accomplish all this? And, And you won't until that two years later actually see a difference in growth. Yeah. It's like watching a kid grow. Sometimes you don't see right. it. And it's it's like planning a church or starting a business. Yeah. And then I just urge, I say all of that in, in being people's selves. If that my whole purpose of my company is to live my dreams, but help other dreamers yeah. and sleepers come away to their their purpose their kingdom purpose mm-hmm. so if it's like man i want to paint but i don't know how to get started right it's like i i've always wanted to live my dream but so here i am i'm setting the standard i'm going to keep doing it i'm going to keep being yeah. me and by being your authentic self people will see your pain people will see your ups and downs and sometimes they won't even say anything. They'll be like, how's that little paint thing going? Right. You know, and you're going to take hits along the way and you're going to take hits along the way. But if your goal is just to get one painting done and make 300 yeah, bucks. You'll, yeah, you'll never know I where mean, that will take you. May you may accomplish that goal. Finish it. My goal, my goal is for the long haul. You know? Yeah, sometimes though, we have to take the, the smaller goals to get to that bigger one, just to to build up confidence. Like you were saying, you're, you're sitting in front of this mic and you feel embarrassed and weird. I mean, I can't imagine looking back at 2018, thinking that I'd be sitting here interviewing strangers on zoom that would not have happened. (laughs) You know, Well, see, we're not strangers because now we're in the same, we're we're in the same family, man. But you know, I physically, (laughs) I would not have been able to do it. I I just wouldn't, it, it would, it, it would never have been in my wheelhouse. It, and it's weird. Like you say, you look back, if you're just willing to sort of continue on little by little. Even when you can't see, yeah, you know? That's when you look back. That it's like for the couches when you want a cookie from the Christmas bunch or when, you know, and okay, let's face it, ladies, you're going to be looking for the Valentine's candy <laughs> here, right? You're going to be like, you're going to sneak down in the dark. You're going to know where the couches you know and sometimes in order to get to the chocolate you got to walk in the dark a little bit you know but the light never extinguishes you just it's hard to explain and and maybe that's why i love my wife the way i as much as i do i i could say i love my wife more than anyone loves theirs and that's probably not (laughs) true but it's true for me okay so but you know, one, I think our wives and our women need to be celebrated in our culture. One, because for so many years, the 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 woman, the the young lady has kind of been, I think, seconded. And I think there's a lot of there's a lot of number one receiving you know, NFL wide receivers that are women that are playing on the field and that can get mm-hmm. things done. So uh, I I say that to say my wife and Jesus are the only two reasons that I'm still continuing. Mm-hmm. Because when I was like, ah, oh, you know, I'm just, I can't do this. And, oh, and I'm so down on myself. Okay, take a break. You know, and you help people take those small yeah. steps. 
And so really, you know, it's to say professionally, spiritually, personally, you know, my wife has helped me take those steps. She's my better half. She's the helper that God sent me. And so when I look at that, I just think, man, even in some of yeah. those things, we, we look, we, we, we got to walk in the dark. Sometimes we need a right. little help and a little encouragement. So I'm hoping that my, by me doing it, and I'm not saying I'm super successful or nothing, but we can help other people take little itty bitty steps. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Because, um, taking aside the monetary thing, you know, all of us, we do live in this world where we have to make money. We, you know, it has to be a business and all that, but it's the satisfaction of that you get because you know that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And yeah, there's frustration to it right. sometimes, or sometimes you think, well, if I could just, you know, it'd be nice to earn a little bit more money, but just saying whatever, <laughs> but right. And I think for you, I think you, you hit it for me because when I started living my dream, my wife started yeah, living her She went back to school. She got her master's. She graduated back in December, right? And so, you know, she's accompanying yeah. her. She she graduated, you know, a month after I released That's Kodak amazing. Purple. And so I can see the effects that I'm having on not only my family and that we're having yeah. on our kids. But, you know, we're saying, hey. Whatever you want to do, yeah. we'll support you. You know, and I'm completely on the other side. You want to go, you want to go BMX? Maybe, okay, maybe we maybe think about it for a second, but you know, yeah, yeah. You want to keep but your they, brains all in one well, place. But I think that's important. I think it's important for our kids so, to but, see what is really important in life. You know, yes, you have to keep a roof abs- over your head and, and food on the table. You know, you have to survive, but how important is it to continue down the, I mean, you could have just gone to find another job somewhere in some church or something that wouldn't have made you happy, but would have brought in the salary. Right. You know, what would that have brought you? I always felt like, because maybe in my anger, I said, God, I want to do this. He, he was like, Hey, you know, and, and I was like, well, you know, I'm done with this normal job stuff because I can't even deal with people. Right. And it was like, it, it wasn't really that, but so I just always felt like, man, I was never made for a normal nine to five. God had put so much stuff on my heart as a kid that was like, I still okay. haven't seen yet. And and when we look at that, that whole process, what you earn in the short term, if you're like, I want the money is yeah, you earn the money. And guess what? You don't have to struggle early on. You feel good about yourself. But in the long term, guess what? Someone else is making the money you should have made. So we said, we've already lost it all. I don't even see the need to go buy anything. Let's just go ahead, accomplish our dreams on bare minimum budget. And then when we get to a place where we can actually launch, launch, then we'll launch launch. And so everything we do That's is amazing. centered around that. I think it's great that you do yeah. it as a family too, because one Absolutely. thing that you and I were talking about before is sometimes as creatives, the people that we love the most are kind of brought along for the ride, but we don't always use our creativity yep. to express our gratitude or our love for them. Um, we, sometimes we do see the horizon of, okay, I got to, 
write the next book for, you know, my fans, or I got to write the next song, you know, and of course we can get to that place, but you have a song on your album that's completely different from all the other songs. It came up when it, when it started playing, I was like, did it, did Spotify switch? Uh, It's completely different. Let me ask you this for you asked me a question. So when you were listening to it, right, did you start on the first song and you just started listening through like traditional? Like maybe I, I would have as a kid. I'm like, yeah, throw the CD in. So when you got to that song, were you like, wait a minute? Yes. No, because that's I mean, I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, well, man, I'm gonna throw this little in there, and you know, and they're gonna be. I like, checked. What? I checked to see if Spotify. So moved. I was it's interested. A beautiful song. It. Uh, I wish that I could. I kind of felt like Ricky Bobby. And I was like, and not to not to pull up a, a, a Ricky Bobby uh, quote, but he was like, I felt like I was like, oh, it doesn't have enough vocals in here. And I'm really sore. I tried to make so many excuses <laughs> not to sing on it. Well, tell us a little bit about how you came to write it. OK, so we're talking about Gal. So what may uh, some of you may not know is that. Okay, when I started this whole rap ordeal, right? And what many of you may not know is that easy living, you know, without the G, living, because that's how we talk in the country. We take off the G's. That was the first song I wrote. But what you don't know is, is that Gal off of Kodak Purple, which is my first album, was actually the second song I wrote. And here's why it's special to me. Because... I think speaking of our women, our, our, our wives, you know, even as creatives and talking about giving our appreciation back um, and being in the time right now where we celebrate mm-hmm. loves in our life. Right. You know, we we're going out and we want to express our dying affections for the person who's right. been there for our whole lives. Right. Or or. You know, since we started dating, whether however long or short or how short or long it feels. But this song was the second one I wrote because it was coming out of that ordeal. And um, again, I feel like our spouses, whether men or women, you know, it's like you should celebrate your husband and and I should celebrate my wife as if, well, man, that's Mm -hmm. the king of my household. Right. So in that and coming out of that ordeal, I wanted to celebrate one my wife and tell her thank you for one being there through all of my garbage you know it's like and you know it's it's a very beautiful song but there's a lot of heartache that goes into it you you go to that miscarriage so you know there's a lot of emotions wrapped in that and it's a way of saying, one, I'm sorry for that garbage. But, you know, as the song says, is like, basically, when I, I was, when I didn't even believe in myself, you were the one that said, hey, yeah. just keep going. You were the, you know, and so my wife has been my second biggest form of inspiration. And it's because of two things. One, it's the way she's loved me through it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, authentically. And the way she yeah. continues to love me now. 
It's never changed. It's been consistent. Now, and I know what some women are saying, but you, you don't know. And I, I get that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about me. And I want to set an example for our men out there that, you know, guys, you got to start killing it in, in, in your relationship. Yeah. yeah. You know, your ladies should be celebrated. Women, your men should be celebrated. Right. And I think we've lost the art of communication. And that's why I wrote this. It was a way for me to say the things that were the hardest to say. Yeah. And yet it was still palatable and it was a way that my wife could receive it. And so, you know, as I sell it, as I'm, you know, celebrating my, my queen on Valentine's day, we have our second son was actually born on Valentine's day. So that's our gift. So, yeah, so we're celebrating him, but you know, we don't do traditional Valentine's. I think you gotta be the Valentine every year. So sing a little bit on it. And I have to, you know, I tried to be cool and say, you know, I didn't want to, I didn't want to sound like I was going back to contemporary, but you know, I try to, I try to switch it up a little bit. And I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, I did like it. And I think it's a great example of how we can, as creatives, go back to remembering how our, our expression of love a lot of times is our creativity and to not forget the people who have stood beside us, who have always encouraged us, who have let us, cry and have our tantrums when things aren't going right or you know however our personality you know expresses that the person that's always there I think it's important just to say thank you and a lot of times using your creativity can be the better way um to say that so I encourage everyone to to check that out I'm going to put the links in the show notes the album is called Kodak Purple and people are, can go to kodakpurple.com yep. to find it. You can find it on Spotify. You can also find Cash Memphis on Facebook. And if you just Google Cash Memphis, basically everything comes up as well. <laughs> I like to tell people, it's it, just spell it with a K because you're going to go on there and just remember it's a K because everything's okay with Cash. <laughs> there you go. Everything's okay with Cash. Well, thank you so much, Cash, for coming on and telling your journey, your story to my listeners. Um, I think that it is great encouragement to all of us who are maybe not in our 20s anymore, maybe closer into our 40s or 50s, and to continue to to pursue the things that we really believe that we're created to do. You know, whether it is a business, a full-on business, or whether it's on the side, I really, really think that the world could get a little bit better if we would pursue those things. People used to tell me going into this that, you know, People are going to think you're crazy, you know, and I like to tell them this. So I'll, I'll show this. I'll show this to you because I don't know if you've seen this. OK, so I'll surprise. I'll, I'll leave a surprise for your uh, for your viewers. So I got a non-traditional yes, haircut. <laughs> see. So if you search King Dynasty, I'm, I'm going for King Dynasty. It's a it's a Japanese hairstyle. And um that just goes to say that I'm I'm willing to get out of the box to to do what I've got to do, but I, I'm full of surprises. I'm a creative guy, and I'm just appreciative for people like you who would host people like us. We're kind of like the we're the feel like the undesirables. No one wants to host us, right? Well, we're willing to be out of the box, and I don't know that society is really comfortable. Artists and creatives are always 
on the sidelines in society and history, you know, and, yeah. and it's, I think it's because those of us who are willing to be authentic, like you said, to live outside, to do and pursue what we really believe we're created to do. I think that makes some people uncomfortable. I think when you get to a place of being misunderstood, you're right where you there are. There you go. Right? Yes. <laughs> it's about time society gets a little more uncomfortable and starts maybe looking inward and going on that processing journey like you've gone on. Well, I can tell you what, I don't regret it. Uh, there, there have been times when I've questioned my sanity. Yes. But if I were sitting here today and I'm looking at what God is doing concurrently right now, there is no way he could be doing this had I not been diligent with what he called me to just, you know, I mean, over two years ago, I mean, it's way, way more than two years now. So we're going in to complete our third, my third year. So, you know, we launched in December coaching people and, um, right now we're working on getting a, a bigger facility already. I didn't even get to finish the two that I That's had. Amazing. We had them delivered and was going to finish them out, but God has been blessing That's us. Amazing. So, and you guys are a part of that as well. So I'm thankful. Awesome. I'm so glad to have talked to you today. Thank you so much for coming on. Yes, ma'am. Anytime. See you guys. Hey, you're still listening. Since you are, could you do me a favor and head over to the app that you're listening to this episode on and hit the subscribe button and then rate and review the show? It would really help the Pencils of Lipstick podcast get out into the world. And if you're enjoying the podcast, well, then there might be more people out there who would enjoy it as well. If you want to find out more about me, you can head over to catcaldwell.com. I have my story over there, my books, my interactive journals, my one-on-one coaching information, and information on my creative writing community membership group. If you're looking to write a book or you are a writer and you just want to find out more about how to write, how to publish, how to format, how to market, and all the things that go into being an author these days, check out the membership group. There is a 14 free day trial that you can try it out, get into the masterminds, find out all the goodies that we are talking about in the group. I would love to see you there.